0: Paleo Runner is devoted to finding better ways to live, run, train, and eat. I'm your host, Aaron Olson. You can find more information by going to paleorunner.org. If you enjoy the show, please consider leaving a review on iTunes. This helps other people find the show by moving the show up in the rankings. Search for Paleo Runner in iTunes and click Ratings and Reviews. Paleo Runner is brought to you by Audible.com. You can get a free audiobook download at audibletrial.com slash paleorunner. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Audible is a great way to keep learning while you're doing other activities. Lately, I've been listening to Steven Pinker's latest book, The Better Angels of Our Nature. Go to paleorunner.org and click Audible at the top of the page for your free audiobook download. If you're listening to this podcast through iPhone, Click on the link displayed on the screen right now. My guest today is Josh Klimek. Josh recently ran a 229 Boston Marathon wearing the Vibram Five Fingers. Josh, it's great to have you on the show. Thanks so much for talking with me today.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Thanks for having me.
0: So was that your first Boston Marathon that you ran?
1: Yeah, yeah, that was my my first experience with Boston. Um, it was my only uh, third marathon, full marathon that I ran. So, uh, so yeah, it was, uh, it was it was definitely an experience.
0: Yeah, what was that like? I mean, tell me more about it. I've heard so much about the Boston Marathon, and that it's just lined. The whole thing is lined with people, and they're constantly cheering you on. Is that was that your experience?
1: Yeah, definitely. It was it uh, definitely different than uh, than what I've what I'm used to. I mean. There's, yeah, seriously, 20, 26.2 miles of people, um, along the course, just, you know, cheering, holding their hands out for, you know, high fives, everything like that. Um, that, and, um, just the simple fact that, you know, most of my races, I'm not used to running with people, um, other runners, you know. So uh, being around you know that many runners of that that caliber was uh, was a lot of fun
0: too. Awesome, yeah. And you took 83rd place, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, 83rd
0: overall. Um, that, that's awesome. So you had, but you actually had a few people around you that you could pace yourself off. Is that what you were saying?
1: Yeah, there was a couple a uh, couple of um, medium sized groups of, of runners. I was kind of bouncing back and forth in between them. I actually somehow ended up by my kind of by myself, you know, within like ten seconds of a group here or there um a couple of times during the race but uh but it was that was even interesting because even at that point you know you hear the people they, they see you you know by yourself and they, they see your numbers so they're like hey go 239 you're doing great and it's like all right <laughs> so you still have those people on the sidelines you know shout for you
0: so you were talking there about your experience at boston um how many marathons had you done before that
1: i had done two um my first was in uh, was in 2006 i ran um the Seattle marathon. Um, I'm from Washington state. So yeah, Seattle was my first one. That was, uh, it's, it, they do it in late November, um, which late November in the Pacific Northwest is just completely terrible weather to run in. Um, I think the morning of the race, it was like 34, um, with light snow, um, and then warmed up to like 37 and rain. Um, so I was actually preferring the, 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 light snow at that point. Um, but it was, it was a tough one. That was, and I, I swore to myself when I was done that I would never do another marathon again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Especially
1: yeah. since I had like running Python and you know, Under Armour and everything. all that like just had to be like resistance bands for 26 miles. Um, but, uh, but yeah, yeah. And then I did one, I did one last, uh, May in 2012, um, which was my qualifying race for Boston.
0: Oh, nice. Where'd you run that one?
1: Um, that one was, uh, the Capital City Marathon here in Olympia, Washington, where I live. Okay. Um, and, uh, so I, I kind of made a plan at the beginning of the year to, uh, I wanted to get a, you know, wanted to get a Boston qualifying time and I wanted to run Boston. So, uh, hadn't done a full marathon in, it had been six years. So I, you know, enough time had passed that all that trauma from the, the first one had <laughs> hit to the back of my memory. Um, I decided to, you know, only remember the good parts of it. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, yeah, I was at least motivated enough to
0: to do another one. So, how much have you improved since since uh, this since running your 229? What did you start out at, and where have you came from?
1: Um, I have actually my first marathon. It was uh, 32814, I think, was my time. Um, so I pulled a, just about an hour off my my original <laughs> marathon time.
0: Wow! Um, wow! That's a huge improvement. Um, what? Yeah. I mean, had you shown signs that that you could run faster? What did you run in college and high school, and you you knew you had the speed, or was this just out of the blue? You started training and you you ended up being a really good runner. What? It
1: was, I, I've been uh, I've been running for like for about 18 years now. Um, so when I did I did uh, track and cross country through middle school, high school, and into college. So I had a lot of running running experience, but never uh, always been 5Ks, um, 8Ks in college. Um, so, you know, shorter distances, hadn't done anything super long. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think my first one is more, you know, I mean, it was, it was tough conditions, mm-hmm. um, weather conditions in and of itself. But, uh, I think, I, I, I mean, I think it was just, I needed mo- some more time. I did, I did a lot of half marathon. Um, kind of between my first hole and my second hole. So uh, I needed more experience with the longer distances, I think, is really what it boiled down to.
0: Okay. At what point did you decide to start going with the Vibram 5 fingers?
1: Um, I did that about uh, two and a half years ago. Um, I had kind of... uh, my We had... In 2008, we had uh, my oldest son was born, so I kind of took running kind of took a sidestep from from that point. Um, so I was still running like a race or two a year, but nothing really nothing really serious. It was you know hard to get out there and you know, justify going out for you know an hour, hour and a half long training run when you know the wife's been home all day with the kids and get I get home from work and be like, hey, I'm going running. Um, that never that never goes over as well. Yeah. Um, so, so it definitely, it, t- it kind of took, it took a back, and then, uh, then, yeah, so I was kind of coming from a place of a fairly low conditioning. Um, and one of my, one of my friends at work, what showed me, you know, showed me these, showed me the shoes. Um, and I'd always kind of all through uh, college, my coach had reinforced, you know, i always mentioned, you know, barefoot running is, is the optimal way to kind of do things. Um, and we always, we would always go out and do drills, you know, always so terrible. Like, uh, you know, it would be like eight in the morning. We do drill barefoot in a, uh. A, a wet grassy field we do always do them barefoot um and so i always had this understanding that you know barefoot running was, was a good way to go and when i saw the shoes i'm like hey i'll give it a try
0: mm-hmm. how long did it take you to break into them
1: um when i originally got them i i was i was actually significantly more ambitious probably than i should have been it i took about i uh, got them about six weeks before my first uh attempted half marathon by about mile 10 or 11 i was pretty i was pretty beat uh my <laughs> leg muscles were definitely uh definitely feeling it um, Wait, are you I,
0: saying you tried your first time wearing them during a half marathon?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. wow. <laughs> the first race I did was a half marathon in
0: them. Okay. Um,
1: yeah, yeah. Like I said, I definitely wouldn't recommend that to anybody. Uh, uh-huh. But uh, but I came out injury free. Um, I was, the, the the leg muscles were. Were definitely hitting me. Um, it took at least at least eight weeks before the you know eight weeks starting in the shoes before the uh, my calf muscles stopped screaming at me every time. Um, but uh, but yeah yeah I mean I, I came through. I think I finished at like one twenty two or something like that. So I mean it wasn't it was it was about average what I'd been. But uh, but I definitely I would had wanted to accomplish it in, in the, uh, the five fingers.
0: Mm-hmm. So your coach had taught you to run barefoot and that that was the best way. What did you feel when you when you started wearing them? Did you feel faster? Lighter. What sort of things drew you to them to make you want to keep pursuing this sort of barefoot style of running?
1: Um, it was always yeah. I don't know. It's always a an odd feeling. Like every time I I put them on, it was kind of an indescribable feeling of just kind of having like more energy in in, in every step. Um, uh, that which I mean I don't know if there's any sort of you know scientific ba- basis for that or not, or if it's just all all mental. But uh, I don't know. It was. uh, And I I mean I always and I always had a stride that was I I was always kind of on my forefoot on my toe. So my stride really worked well for what the shoes encourage you to do anyways. With my old, I just wear, you know, regular like trainers when I do my half marathon. So I was, I always had this stride that I was like trying, basically trying to jump over all that heel rubber. Um, so I'd have a much more, much more bounty, bountiness to my, to my run. Um, which since I've switched over the five fingers, on um, it it comes more like my, my foot swings through a little bit lower. And I don't have, cause I'm not having to jump over that heel rubber.
0: Okay. Okay. Have you seen any other marathoners that are up at the front of the pack with you that are wearing five fingers?
1: I've actually like, that was what caught me, um, caught me off guard when I first started wearing them is that I was, you know, I'd always heard the great advantages of running barefoot. And, you know, and so, you know, I, I threw the shoes on, I started running and like nobody around me, everybody would, would see the shoes. And they'd give me a kind of this weird look. Like, you know, he's not really doing that in those shoes, is he? Um, but, uh, but, yeah, no, I, I, there was maybe, you know, I occasionally saw, like, one or two people, like, in the whole race wearing them, um, but never anybody around where I was at. So, I so I started, you know, I, I started to try to, like, find, you know, what, what are other, you know, is this really a good idea to be doing that in these shoes? You know, nobody, how come nobody else doing this? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah.
0: So you, it sounds like you went from around one, 122 half marathon. You pick up the five fingers. You start doing a little bit more training. And I think your half marathon PR now is like around 110, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I did a uh, 110.57 at the beginning of this year.
0: Wow, um, that's that's exactly. an incredible time. T- talk about, tell our listeners how you got to that point. Was It, it wasn't just through the five fingers. I mean, you, you must have been doing some pretty intense training, too. Can you talk a little bit about what you do for your weekly training to get to that point yeah yeah
1: um no it's uh I mean I try to get between uh 50 and 75 miles in a week um which uh most of my running I end up doing it at work um, on my lunch break but uh but yeah just I mean I do uh try to get at least seven miles a day or so in um and then two to three times a week I try to throw in some sort of speed so usually Tuesdays I'll be doing uh or my big speed days so I'll do uh um I'll do I'll, I'll try to do probably, like, a, it's usually a tempo run just because um, I'm limited on time for lunch. Um, so I try to get as many miles in as fast as I can, so I'll sit there and try to do seven miles, you know, around five to, like, uh, <clears throat> I, I've been recently averaging about 550 pace or so, um, and then uh, I try to, I usually do that in the flat course. Fridays is I throw in another speed workout. Um, Usually, uh, usually over some sort of hilly terrain, um, and then I'll choose usually, typically a Sunday to do a longer tempo style run, um, upwards of you know twenty miles or so, um, trying throw in, you know, trying to keep it under under that six minute pace or so, so I get to keep a good, uh, keep a consistent uh,
0: marathon time going. Okay, so six minute pace. What is you? What is a marathon pace for two twenty nine?
1: Um, that was I think it boiled down to it was like a five forty three. Um, okay. Average mile.
0: So you're doing pretty close to marathon pace. Is that uh, for your 20 mile long runs? Is that week after week you're pretty much doing the same thing, or do you mix um, it up? How does that work?
1: Yeah, yeah. I usually, I mean, I usually try to try to mix up my uh, my mileage. So if I do a, if I do a hard long tempo run like that, I'll do it one week, um, and then I'll 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 do the next week. We'll, we'll be shorter on mileage and shorter on intensity. Um, so I, that way, I'm not like driving myself every week that hard. Because um, I mean, even after that, I'll I'll definitely be be ready for a good uh, good day off, or a, a nice long nap, okay. nothing else. Um,
0: but uh, but yeah. So what was your longest? Uh, what was your best twenty miler before going into Boston?
1: Um, my best twenty miler. I did. I'm trying to think. Um, I did a twenty-two mile training run. Um, I held right at about five fifty-five pace. Nice.
0: Um,
1: but uh, I'm trying to think of. I did, and I did uh, a twenty-mile race, um, but that was that was a good uh, year and a half back or so. But that was right under six-minute miles or so, um, okay. and that was that was before my uh, my qualifier, my
0: Boston qualifier race. So. So going into Boston, did you know you wanted to break two thirty, or was that a surprise for you?
1: Yeah, yeah, I was, I was really, really aiming to, I was really hoping to, to be able to break that two thirty mark. My qualifying time was was two thirty five forty, and it was a a fairly fairly hilly okay. uh, so I I was uh, I was thinking, you know, with you know the way the Boston was set up, there's there's a lot of downhill in it. There is some, there is definitely some hills, especially on that second half. Um, those those kind of took me by surprise as much as I was hoping to be able to just push through them. Um. But uh, I, I saw with, with, with the downhill that was in there, I, I had a really good chance to pull under 230, which, uh, which actually, I mean, that was funny because the, the difference between my chip time and the gun time, like I, when I was uh, coming down the last stretch there, I, I was watching the clock mm-hmm. and saw it like tick over, like as I'm passing under, it ticked over to 230.01.
0: Um, oh. completely
1: destroyed me. I'm like, no way, no way that I run this whole race just to, just to cross under, you know, a second low or yeah. two second low. And then, uh, so I, you know, slowly like just hobbled my way down this seemingly endless finish shoot. Cause I mean, they that they, you know, they have it set up just for, you know, the giant volumes of people coming through. Mm. Um, which at that point in the race, there wasn't a lot of, well, there wasn't a lot of finishers yet. So like just this giant open corridor down the road. And, uh, finally met up with my family and they had all of my times on their on their phones because they've been following me and they're like you were like five seconds under and so i was just oh i was happy when i saw that
0: (laughs) nice now you actually went out a little fast i think didn't you do like a 112 for your first half where you where you must have been feeling really good
1: yeah yeah and that that first half is there's a lot of downhill in it so it's it's hard to hold back um everybody saying you know well, hold back save yourself for the you know the hills at the end and i yeah i think i came through the half it. i think it was like 112 57 something like that so it was right around 113 but uh but, uh, but yeah i mean it was i was going at a great pace um just uh, yeah, it was those those final hills really really ended up taking a lot out of me? Um, which they were, I don't know, they were deceptive because they're not they're they're not steep enough that you you know you hit them and you immediately think oh man this is quite the hill, but they're they're like just steep enough and long enough that you get to the top and you realize that your legs are pretty much drained.
0: So what does someone who's running that fast eat? Are you doing uh, goo packets or just Gatorade? What kind of nutrition are you doing on the run?
1: Yeah, I usually I, I try to keep like uh, two or three goo packs with me. Um, whatever the, uh, my racing shorts hole, hold, which is typically a lot. Um, luckily they were, they were handing out some, some gel, uh, right before you hit the, the hills there. Um, but, uh, yeah, I usually try to hit that every 40, 45 minutes or so. And then, um, I hit most of the water. Stage. They had water every mile. So I was trying to hit every other mile, either hit water or Gatorade. Um, I usually just alternate between the two. Um, haven't got a great strategy for that yet, but that seemed to work for the most part.
0: Okay. How about your nutrition on a daily basis? Do you follow a specific diet or what kind of foods are you eating to to Um, keep your, you know, to keep in your, your performance up to high level?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, for, for the longest time I was, uh, I was just the person to, uh, to eat kind of whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted. Um, so I would just eat complete garbage. Um, but, uh, (laughs) but, uh, more recently, uh, my wife is uh she's uh she's big into the CrossFit so she's been you know she goes for for paleo diet. Oh um, nice. Enough. So I'm I'm the cook of the house. So I end up getting a lot of the, the the paleo stuff by default. Um. So when I'm cooking dinner, I'll just make you know make extra and eat what she's eating. Um. And that's actually I mean it's had a really good uh really good really good change for for me. I mean my stomach was I was always battling with my stomach on those longer runs was to the point that I figured my uh my biggest competitor out there was my stomach because I would go out feeling great on the day and you know Get to mile three and you know be looking for a porta potty somewhere. Like, I got stopped, <laughs> but uh, but I mean I, I slowly figured out that there was you know certain things I could and couldn't eat, um, and it pretty much boiled down to you know you know the days before a race I can like my dinner before a race is chicken, like just plain like I go to the grocery store get like a rotisserie chicken, pull it apart and like okay this is what I'm eating because this is the only thing that I can eat that doesn't just mess me up the next
0: day. And you'll eat that. Then you'll eat that the night before a marathon with no carbs, no potatoes or anything. Is that pretty no, much? It?
1: Yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, yeah, I've I've tried to like I was always I was always trying to do you know pasta stuff, and I realized like even even to the point that I would eat like plain you know plain pasta that would uh, that would still, still mess up my stomach. Um, and then I've tried to throw in some other vegetables, things like that, sweet potatoes here and there, and like it still still causes problems. So like the only mm-hmm. thing that I found that boiled down to like all eat chicken yeah Um, eat chicken eat a lot of chicken but uh but that, that's about all I can
0: handle. Oh, that that's really interesting. You know, a lot of people that I've found that that uh, runners, especially who have had stomach issues and then try a more paleo-style diet, uh, have found a lot of relief from that. I know Timmy Olson, who, who won Western States, he's more on a paleo-style diet because, and because he would have stomach issues as well. And it seems to work pretty good. I know that's, I'm not nearly as fast as you, but that's worked really well for me is uh, eating a little bit more protein and even some fat has seemed, has seemed to be easier on my stomach than the high carb route.
1: yeah no and i think um for for most of my day-to-day stuff it, it works out really well um i've seen a yeah pretty significant turnaround and in, in, you know at least in in the number of breaks i have to take on on, on a long run um um but uh but yeah it's just uh yeah, i don't know for for race stuff it's it pretty much just the protein but uh but yeah the day-to-day stuff is uh with with you know mostly vegetables, um, sweet potatoes and, and protein. Uh, that that's really ended up working for me really well.
0: Okay, awesome. That's great. So how have you been able to balance this high performance of running? With you have I, I saw on your Facebook. It looked you had like you had a few kids and you're married and you've got a job. What how's that working for you? Balancing it's, it's, all this stuff.
1: Yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's more of a uh, juggling act than a balancing act. Um, it's <laughs> just. Uh, <laughs> it's it's madness most of the time um
0: how many kids do you have got two two
1: boys um okay. they're uh three and five so uh i I, t- I tend to work more of more of a morning schedule. So i'll i'll uh, go into work at uh, between six and six and eight or so get off between you know two and four um and then i'll get home watch the kids the wife will will work um, and that's why I do most of my running. I'll do my running at, at lunch. Um, and then I'll try to, uh, try to get some sort of like weight training, something like that in at home, um, in, in the evenings. But, uh, and then I bike back and forth to work. So I get a little bit of, a little bit of workout in there. Um, the biking, um, but yeah, yeah, it's, for the most part, it's my, uh, my, my, my sleep that suffers. So I just, uh, I, I, my life is pretty much just a series of, of, uh, power naps
0: okay you know um do you have any plans to do anything what What do you have on the horizon do you do you have any more marathons planned uh do you and do you also do trail races at all
1: um most of, most of my running is uh as much as i i want to uh do more trail stuff at most of my running tends to just end up on the road um i have uh the capital city marathon the one i uh ran the qualifier the, the boston qualifying time in last year i got that one coming up here um on the uh i think it's the 19th um right. so in a couple weeks uh, and then, uh, I have a couple, couple half marathons scheduled. Um, biggest, longest race I got scheduled coming up here is, uh, in August. There's a, uh, we have, my running group hosts a, uh, a 12 hour run, um, in downtown Olympia. It's around, uh, the lake down there. Um, and so basically start at six in the morning and run for 12 hours and however many, you know, laps you can get is your,
0: uh, your finishing, your finishing distance. Oh, wow. And yeah, what, have you done that one before?
1: Yeah, I did that one last year. Um, and that's another one that, you know, I, I finished it up and I was like, nah, I'm never doing that again. Um, <laughs> there's, there's absolutely no shade down there. Um, uh-huh. and the, you know, in, in early August, you know, it was a good, uh, 85 degrees sun Ooh. the whole time. So, uh, it was definitely one of those, like I finished and I'm like, no, nah, I'm never doing this again. Um, and then, you know, a week or two later after I recovered, I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get that. <laughs> so,
0: so uh, how many miles are you hoping to get in that
1: Um last year I got I got just over 100k so I got like 64.0 point something um so I'm hoping hoping to top that um mm. it'd be nice I think the the record for the course is like 87 um 87 miles but that was on a fairly a un, unseasonably uh cloudy August day um but uh I think if it's sunny
0: again it's going to be a be a tough one to uh, to top How do you go about training for a race that's that's long?
1: Um, I did, I actually, I mean, I jumped into doing some ultra stuff last summer and I was, I was, again, just like my, uh, my transition to Five Fingers, I was overly ambitious about it. So I, I think at the beginning of July, I decided I was going to do a 50 mile trail run, um, which took place at the end of July. So, you know, I went out there and like, I'm already kind of in marathon shape though. I, I went out on actually July 4th, um, got up at like four in the morning and went out for like a, a, a six and a half hour run. Just, you know, I set up all the stuff on my, uh, on, I set up a cooler and everything on my porch with, you know, Gatorade and protein bars, things like that, all that stuff in there. And I just ran around, uh, the neighborhoods for, you know, six and a half hours, um, coming back every hour or so to, you know, refill some water and get the food like that, Like mm. uh. But yeah, it was one of those that I just kind of, you know, decided to jump into, um, and I, you know, ended up having a very bad opinion of, of ultra running at the uh, at the end of it. But that was <laughs> kind of my my poor uh, my poor pre planning.
0: Okay. So, do you have any tips for be- beginners who might want to give five fingers a try? Definitely. uh
1: I mean, kind of kind of the same same thing. A lot of other people say is you know take it slow, take it easy. Um, if you're starting from a point that you you know have have very little conditioning that that's almost a good way to do it because i know you know there's a lot of people who are you know in great shape and then they want to transition over but i mean the, if you look at like the recommended processes for for breaking into them you know you're supposed to be you know walking in them the first couple weeks and then you, you break into running like a mile at a time like if you're already a fairly seasoned runner, that can be very difficult to do. So, you know, if you come to a point that you don't have a lot of conditioning, a lot of running experience, um, that's almost seems like the best, uh, the best place to start that way. You're not like gauging it against, you know, what you're used to doing. Um, and you're not also encouraged to go out there and try to do more than you're capable. Of. Um, and, uh, I guess, uh, one of the biggest lessons I learned is there's, there's definitely a difference between, you know, train, you know, doing, doing a distance in a training run and actually raising it. Um, i i sat there and built when i was building up for i spent about five months building up for the first marathon i didn't know um and i went out and i was doing you know 20 to 22 miles on my training runs feeling pretty good and then i went out there and did a 20 mile race um and just it just wiped me out um it took me a little a bit, little bit of time to recover from that so like there's there's definitely a bit, you know when you feel comfortable r- r- training and running the distance um then uh, then definitely you've also got to ease into you know and ease up on the mileage if you're racing the distance
0: well, Josh, do you have? Are there any way that people listening can follow you? Are you on Twitter or Facebook so that we can keep up with your races that are coming up?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm on Facebook. Um, if you just search me, uh, Josh Klimek, um, the last name K L I M E K. My running group has a, uh, a Facebook page too. It's Gorilla Running, G U E R I L L A Running, um, and they uh, they they'll they'll post about all the races that we've been doing and you know how how our runners are doing. So, uh, so that would be another good way to, to keep in touch because I, I frequent their pages often enough, too.
0: Well, Josh, it's been great talking to you. And, you know, I, I think our listeners will learn a lot. And congratulations on your great PR at Boston. That's really cool to see someone wearing five fingers out there running that fast. So, And thanks yeah, so much for yeah. being part of the show. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to another episode of Paleo Runner Podcast. For more information, go to paleorunner.org. Thanks for
1: listening.